You're listening to BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Gillio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you Tuesday. And joining us right now on the Roman Guest Line is Ian McDonald, CRG Futures, to talk some futures betting with us. Excited to bring Ian back on the show. It's been a few weeks since we were able to catch up. And Ian, I know you had a, a pretty hectic couple weeks here, so we're ha- happy you're feeling good and you're back with us. And uh, and talking futures, Ian, we're going to bounce around here. There's a lot of different things we want to touch on. But uh, let, let's start with baseball and, and some Cy Young stuff, because we've been doing that the last couple weeks and kind of like the you know we're at the quarter pole about there of the Major League Baseball season. Um, what are you thinking about Cy Young's futures for Cy Young's? Because this is the kind of that moment where, all right, no one's really run away yet. It's still really early, but you kind of see some things forming. Who, who do you like Cy Young market right now? Yeah, you t- you touched on some, Joe. It's, I wanted to take a little bit of time, other than a couple long shots I like before the season started, to kind of see how it played out with the shortened spring training. Uh, I thought it was going to be the expanded rosters, too. Remember, those were uh, a little bit bigger to start the year. Now that they've uh, dropped back down, I think, to 26 uh, players. So you wanted to see how it was going to play out a little bit. Um, but there's two guys uh, over the last couple of weeks here that I've looked at that have kind of emerged, and one of them is uh, currently the favorite in the American League. So maybe that's not uh, fun for you know people who want to bet some long shots. But um, Justin Verlander uh, has really uh, pitched well, especially his last couple starts. Uh, he has been dominant. He's back to his old self. Remember, he was coming off Tommy John a couple years ago. Um, and I want to see how he came back because I think he's 39 years old now. So I want to see how he bounced back off that. He has been tremendous this year. Six and one, 122 ERA, a .72 whip. Uh, and he's also averaging about a strikeout an inning right now. He's at 51 innings and about 49 strikeouts for an Astros team that is expected to win their division. Um, so I think that he's widely available right now at plus 450. And, uh, you know, if you want to put a little bit of money on him, yes, he is the favorite, but he has looked strong. And like you said, there's not really been a second or third guy, you know, behind him in the race to emerge. So plus 450 may be the best number you get right now. In the National League, there's a guy that I was looking at, and I'm, I'm finishing up a piece uh, on it that I'm going to try to post here in the next day or two. Josh Hader, uh, widely available in the National League to win the Cy Young at 50 to 1, but I found him still at FanDuel at 55 to 1. Uh, he was as high as 100 to 1 a few days ago, and uh, he is 15 of 15 so far in saves, zero ERA, and a .51 whip. Uh, he's only pitched 13 uh, and two thirds innings, but he's got 21 strikeouts, and currently he is on a family uh, medical leave. Uh, emergency. So he's going to be out for uh, a couple days, which isn't the worst thing. The thing I like about Hader is when you're a, a reliever, this is the piece that I'm doing is to see how relievers that have won the Cy Young, where they've uh, stacked up historically. Uh, you guys may remember about 20 years ago, Eric Gagne had a historic season. Uh, you know, you're going to have to kind of be in that in that neighborhood. But there's a couple things to like about Hader. Number one is if they have a big division lead late in the year, he may not get used as much. So he may remain as effective. And uh, number two, his numbers, if he's able to stay in that, you know, 0.5, 0.6 ERA with that low whip, um, he's going to be right in line with what some of the Cy Young Award winners in the past that have been relief pitchers. Uh, So I think that he's got a real shot, like I said, 55 to 1 on FanDuel, if you want to throw a little uh, spare change on that. Um, He's a guy that to keep an eye on, uh, I think, the rest of the year. Only really reliever who's, who's having that kind of season, too. All right, very good. All right, uh, let's go to the ice. Con Smythe, a lot more. We had a one-team march on sweep for the Lightning. I believe that number was 17-1 to last night. That Mm -hmm. one gets home, but uh, Conn Smythe, now uh, we have a pretty good idea about the Final Four. 
what are some looks there? Yeah, there's I've got a couple guys that I've I just bet uh, earlier today, so these numbers are are current. Uh, Kale McCarr for uh, Colorado, uh, probably going to win the uh, award for best defenseman uh, in the NHL. He was the favorite at the end of the year. Uh, he's at plus four fifty right now on DraftKings and William Hill. He is their leading points scorer so far. Uh, he's got twelve so far in the playoffs, and he uh, a lot of times. When I look back on who's won the Conn Smythe Trophy, it's a pretty equal breakdown between goalies, defensemen, and then forwards and centers. Um, so you've got McCarr, it's uh, a plus 450 as their leading scorer, but also Darcy Kemper, their uh, goalie, has not played elite-level hockey. So it's, it's not like you're going to look at him and say, well, he's you know been shutting people down, unlike the next guy that I'm going to give you. So McCarr at plus 450 on DraftKings and William Hill. Uh, maybe a guy right now that you want to look at because you're going to get a little bit better odds than what you are also on Colorado winning the Stanley Cup. Uh, you mentioned the sweep last night. Uh, Vasilevsky, Andre Vasilevsky, still plus 850 at Bet Rivers. You can Ooh. find him. And his record in uh, series clinching games is unmatched. I think he's got something like uh, six shutouts, and he gave up one goal in his last seven uh, series clinching games. So he's been unbelievable uh, when the chips are down playing like the old uh, Andre Vasilevsky. And the third guy that I've got for you is at plus 2,500 at DraftKings. He's 25 to 1, and that's Antti Ranta for Carolina. He is playing in place of Frederick Anderson, who has been out uh, with an injury. But as you guys probably know, and people that follow hockey, a lot of times in the playoffs, they're going to stick with the hot guy. So even if Frederick Anderson comes back and says that he's healthy and ready to go, Ranta has played really well so far in the playoffs. He's only given up. I think four goals in three uh, games so far against the New York Rangers. Um, you take that so far. So if they win the series against New York, they're going to play Tampa in the Eastern Conference Finals. That should be a heck of a series, low-scoring series. Maybe you want to throw a little on Ranta if he continues to play in goal uh, in that series and Carolina wins it. Their leading point scorer right now is Taro Taravainen. He only has nine points so far in the playoffs. So, again, they don't have somebody who's who's been dominant, like Connor McDavid or uh, you know somebody who's near the points lead. So a guy like Ronta, who's playing really well for them right now, uh, at twenty-five to one on DraftKings, may be the way to go. And his his numbers are significantly less on uh, the other sites. I think Bet Rivers has him at seventeen to one, and William Hill has him down to fifteen to one. So if you want to put a little bit on Ronta, uh, that price I don't know how long it'll be around, but it's significantly better than where you'll find elsewhere. I love it. Good stuff. It's never too early to start talking NFL. Let's look at some win totals. Um, I know there's several you've got your eye on. There's Chiefs 10.5, Saints 8, Ravens 9.5, Colts 9.5. Tell us a little bit about what you've got your eye on. Yeah, we, we gave out a few uh, last time I was on too, but then since then the schedule has come out. And if you look at the first one here, the Chiefs, their first seven games uh, are, I believe, the, seven, the toughest schedule that has come out since the merger. Uh, I saw some stat like that. It was crazy. Uh, week eight is their bye. So the first seven weeks are brutally tough. Don't forget this team does not have Tyree Kill. They're going to have some new pieces also defensively. Um, their win total is 10.5 across the board. Uh, I found under 10.5 is plus 110 at William Hill, so you can still get plus money. Um, I know it's not good for business probably to bet against Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid over the last few years. Last year, remember, they started 3-4 and four and finished 12-5, and five. so they came on pretty strong. But this team easily could be three and four after their first seven games again this year, and they don't have some of the same pieces that they did last year. 
So this is a play that I'm going to look at. Look at the division. You know, their division with the Chargers, the Broncos, and the Raiders is probably the best division of football. So I think that uh, under 10.5 at plus money, you know, if you get to 10-6 and six there at the late, uh, last game of the season and maybe you can do some stuff, that's something I like to do uh, with win totals. Is If you just get me within a half win of where I'm at, then maybe you can maneuver a little bit. So I'm going to take the uh, under 10.5 there at plus 110 at William Hill. The Saints, I found uh, an 8. There's a lot of 8.5s out there, but I did see an 8 at uh, DraftKings and William Hill. And uh, you can get minus 115 on that. Still an excellent defense. They replaced uh, their wide receiver core with three uh, new wide receivers and Chris Olave, Jarvis Landry, and then kind of a new old guy and Michael Thomas coming back. All of them better than the wide receivers that they had last year. So they really upgraded the wide receiver core. They also get uh, two of their starting linemen back, who were all pro caliber last year, um, who were out for most of the year. They did lose their left tackle. Uh, so I think the additions and uh, the guys coming back from injury – the Saints over eight, minus 115. I kind of like that. Don't forget, this is a team that has also had Tampa's number the last couple of years. They should have beat them oh, the year yeah. they went to the Super Bowl. If Jared Cook doesn't fumble deep in their own territory when they're going in for a score, that could have been New Orleans moving on instead of the, the Buccaneers. And the last two I've got there are both uh, over nine and a half on the Ravens and the Colts. I think the Ravens are getting overlooked a little bit uh, this year. Nine and a half is uh, widely available. I found minus 130 in a couple spots. Uh, FanDuel, points bet, and William Hill. Uh, has that. I think they'll bounce back this year with their schedule uh, is is manageable, especially their travel. Uh, Lamar Jackson coming back from injury. Remember, they were eight and three at one point last year uh, until he went out with injury. And uh, finally, I've got the Colts uh, also over nine and a half. That's minus 125 at William Hill. So on a couple of these, you got to pay a little bit of juice. But uh, in the uh, AFC South, uh, I think that they can go five and one in that in there. Uh, they have Matt Ryan now to take the place of Carson Wentz last year, who was on to Washington. Uh, excellent in the trenches on both sides. They've also added uh, uh, Ngakwe to the uh, pass rush on the defensive line. Uh, I like them over nine and a half at uh, minus 125 at William Hill. Ian McDonald joining us here, CRG Futures on the BetQL Network. Ian, um, how about the NFC East? The Cowboys won it last year, pr pretty much going away. Um, with the Philadelphia Eagles finishing second, a lot of buzz around the Eagles with all their big moves this offseason. You mentioned Washington mm -hmm. uh, adds Wentz at the quarterback position. Where, where do you see the value in the NFC East? I still like Philadelphia to, to – uh to win that division. That, like I said, that was a win total that we gave out over a couple of weeks ago. And it wasn't really one specific move that they made in the offseason, but collectively. Um, they added Jordan Davis, the defensive tackle from Georgia, play alongside Fletcher Cox, who's uh, getting up there in age. They still have quite a few of their pass rushers back from last year. Um, remember that Philadelphia made the playoffs too, and I say what you want about it. They kind of snuck in and they got beat by Tampa in the first round, but they did make it. Uh, excellent running game. Can Jalen Hurts take another step forward as a quarterback? I think that's a question that a lot of people are going to ask. But in that division, um, I just think that there's some value on Philadelphia. I'm not real high on Dallas. I think that uh, their offensive line's a little thin. Remember, Michael Gallup's coming off an injury, and they have no Amari Cooper. Uh, so they're a little bit thinner at the wide receiver. Ezekiel Elliott uh, has not been nearly as productive the last couple of years. Uh, defensively, they're pretty good, but uh, – I would take Philly at the plus price, and you can find them still in the plus. I've seen them plus 275 lately, although some of those prices are disappearing now that we've had the draft and now that people have seen the schedule. Um, but at the plus price, uh, give me the Eagles uh, to win that division. I think that, they're, uh, that they can emerge uh, ahead of Dallas. Man, are we aligned, Ian? 
uh, we, we all love the Eagles to that division. We've talked about Kansas City under over for the Colts and the Ravens haven't considered the Saints, but uh, you brought up some really good points there. So love what you have to say about the NFL. How about college football? I noticed some sports books last couple of days are sending out their win totals, mm-hmm. trying to get people hyped. Uh, Heisman odds available. What are you thinking as far as the college gridiron? Yeah, I was looking at a couple of win totals uh, that jumped out to me. And unfortunately, as they've moved a, a little bit in the last few days, uh, the juice has. I was looking at USC as one. Uh, I found eight and a half on their win total. The problem is it's, it's now it's minus 180 at points bet. They don't have much returning from last year, but they hired Lincoln Riley in the offseason. Um, so it's immediate upgrade at coach from Clay Helton. They also, in the transfer portal, and now that that's closed, you can kind of evaluate uh, who some of these programs have uh, gotten to transfer in. They brought in a lot of skill guys. They brought in Caleb Williams, the quarterback from Oklahoma, and they also brought in a whole new wide receiver core, including Jordan Addison, the kid from Pitt last year, uh, who won the Bletnikoff Award. Uh, He's uh, now in the fold. The only question I have with USC is in the trenches, and and I'm a big guy with the Lions. How are you looking in the Lions? Uh, But if you look at the Pac-12, their schedule is manageable. So I think even if they lose a couple of the toss-up games, they can get to 9-3. and three. They do have to go to Salt Lake City this year uh, to play Utah, who, again, is going to be pretty good. But uh, other than that, I think that they get to 9-3 and three and potentially 10-2 and two if they get those games to go their way, their toss-up games. I got another one in Syracuse. Syracuse returns uh, 16 starters from last year's team, and five of their first six games are at home. The sixth game, the one that's on the road, second game of the year is at UConn who has been one of the worst programs in Division One the last couple of years. I found four at William Hill. They could beat a four wins uh, by the seventh week of the season uh, if they get some breaks. Remember, the ACC is pretty balanced um, after Clemson. You know, a lot of toss-up games. They get those at home this year. Uh, five and seven they were last year. Five and seven, again, this year is very doable, like I said, with their schedule and with the returning production that they get. And I also saw Iowa State, uh, seven and a half is their win total at Bet Rivers. Now that's minus 175 to go under that, but they were one of the uh, teams in the in the Power Five conferences that lost the most production uh, in the country. Remember, they lost Brock Purdy, Breeze Hall. Their tight end was an All-American. He, he was in the draft. Uh, they returned some linemen uh, on both sides of the ball, although they did lose some defensive players also. Um, the Big 12 is fairly balanced. The schedule isn't brutal, but I think they'll lose at Iowa. That's they've always struggled with Iowa. Even if they win a couple of their toss-up games that they have at home, the best I had them going was seven and five, and that's if everything goes their way. Uh, I think under seven and a half uh, at minus one seventy-five could be the play if you don't like to lay that much juice. Uh, there were some uh, minus six and a halfs around, and those uh, were closer to even money. I know William Hill had under six and a half for minus one fifteen, but uh, with the production that Iowa State lost, I think that's going to be tough to replace uh, this year for them in the Big Twelve. Great. Ian, we always appreciate hopping on. Ian McDonald, CRG Futures. Follow him on Twitter. Ian, uh, we'll catch up again soon and, and talk more, especially get to summer with the NFL. There was Ian McDonald on the Roman Guest Line. Get a free online evaluation and ongoing care free deal from the comfort and privacy of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash Beckhill now to get $15 off your first month. That's GetRoman.com slash Beckhill. Look forward to the NBA draft odds for the number one pick and the latest buzz next on the BetQL Network. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily from BetQL.